You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. everyone welcome back to another episode of it's a bit radio presented by 10,000 takes on kfan plus if you guys don't know who we are we're 10,000 takes we're a digital entertainment company based out of the twin cities who specializes in comedy around minnesota sports outdoors events uh my name is boss man i'm your host i am joined by journalist jake we have uh what one one episode left remotely like for the last month, we haven't had a studio, so we've been driving all over the Twin Cities to meet up in person, or we've been doing it over StreamYards like we're doing it now, and it's a serious pain in the neck. So, Jake, last episode, hopefully for a while, over StreamYard. Are you excited to, to get back in person pretty soon here? Yeah, I think saying I'm excited is a bit of an understatement. I, I think uh, it's 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 long overdue. We we need to we're we're professional entrepreneurs now. So we need to be where we belong. And and that is being together with quote unquote professional equipment, getting things done professionally because we're guys doing business. If we're going to bring what the people want, we can't keep driving all over the place and doing things remotely. We got to do things professionally because we're professionals here. You know, everything we do is professional. If you take a look at our page, it's all professional. It's it's professionalism all over the place. Well, like um, that professional graphic that we made of uh, Coach Mike Hawk getting re-signed. Shout out to uh, Gophers onside kicking Coach Michael Hawk. I think his friends just call him Mike, but Coach Mike Hawk uh, just got re-signed to a, as a seven-year deal. I think it's same as PJ's deal, right? Seven years? Yeah, it was same as PJ. So alongside him, I think kind of the deal I think was they wanted to – I think I think their – their motive and their priority that going into this week, obviously the Gophers ranked 20th in the college football playoff poll. They wanted to not only sign PJ, they wanted to make sure they signed onside kicking coach specialist, Mike, Michael Hawk alongside him. I think that maybe, maybe that was a stipulation for coach PJ to stay coach Fleck to stay. I don't know, but it was a, it was a strange coincidence that they were both signed seven year deals on the same day back on Wednesday. So it, it uh, coincidence. I don't think so. I think they both were going to sign. I think it was a priority that both seven year deals and they're both here to stay. And I'm glad that coach Mike Hawk is going to be, you know, representing the onside kicking well on the sideline. If he makes it on the sideline, still hasn't made it on the sideline, but he's still, uh, I think a valuable asset to this uh, university. I think that's why you saw him get the deal, but it was an incredible graphic professional. Well, and- Jake, it does actually make sense, though, because if the Gophers are going to be ranked, that means they have an opportunity to play against better teams going forward when the regular season's over, which means there's going to be closer games and ultimately more onside kicks. And you need a coach who can guide your players through that process of onside kicking to make sure that we recover it in the games that matter. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And especially they're in a point now where they're, they're, they have a 3% chance, uh, depending on how this game wraps up today. As of going into this Saturday, they had a 3% chance of making the college football playoff. 
And I think they want to they want to ride that. It's not zero. And I, they feel by getting this momentum of signing their head coach, but also their their beloved onside kicking coach who has a lot of energy, also contains a lot of booze, I should say as well. They want to they want to they, they want to be able to boost those chances and make a run at the college football playoff. And they feel like they can't do that without coach Mike Hawk. So right. they that needed to happen. It just needed to happen, man. Right. Well, and hey, Jake, speaking of yugging a bunch of booze, uh, we're having a night at the Wild game, folks. November 30th, we are hosting our own Cup Snake Night at the Minnesota Wild game. It's a game against the Coyotes, so you know there are going to need to be some beers drank for that terrible hockey game. But uh, it's 10K night. You get a on-ice photo before the game. We're going to have a private party at the Tap House in the XL Energy Center. You get a free soda stick shirt that says uh, – would have build assemble the snake, which is our famous line, and we put up the beer snake, and you get to build the first ever uh, beer cup snake in hockey while donating five bucks per ticket to the Minnesota Wild Fund. So, Jake, once again, for the hundredth time in company history, we are drinking for charity. I mean, that is just that is just something you know to to be proud of as entrepreneurs and guys doing business. It's a very innovative approach to charity. I, I think a lot of people think of charity, you think of like very lavish events and, and um, you know, kind of events where people don't think the people are credible. They think they're this, these elites that are trying to make themselves look better. Not saying that's, right. that's true, but we're just a bunch of common men out here having a good time and we're drinking. We're being innovative, taking that innovative approach to, you know, finding a way to be charitable, but also have a good time and bringing community together. And that's through a cup snake. But that's going to be an incredible event. I, I mean, have you seen a cup snake at a hockey game? I haven't in recorded Never. history. It, it's going to happen at the wild game, November 30th, the Tuesday. And I'm just, I'm super pumped about it. It's going to be a blast. Just everything going up to them. The fact that we get to go down on the ice before the game. And if you buy a ticket, you can be involved. It's not just us 10 K guys. It's, it's, yeah. it's everybody. If you can make it and buy a ticket, you also get assembled the snake t-shirt from soda stick. Incredible. If you haven't seen that, you can go on all our social media, 10K Takes. You can see pictures of it. It's going to be an incredible night, and and it, it's going to be so fun. We 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 found ways to make charity fun, make make people come out and have a good time, and it all goes for a good cause. I'm, I'm pumped. Yeah, it's a bit radio, 10,000 takes on KFM Plus. We're talking about our Minnesota Wild co-branded night on November 30th. We're going to build a cup snake at the Wild game. The other thing I'm really looking forward to about that is the fact that we don't just have one section. So going back to 10K Cup Snake history, it started at the Twins game uh, with like 40 people, and that was barely one section. We didn't take up the whole section. Then fast forward to a month later at the Saints game, we had like two sections at CHS Field, which is a, a, a keep in mind, awesome, but minor league stadium, so not very big. And now we've, I think we've already sold out four, four sections in the upper deck just for Cup Snake people, which is freaking incredible. I mean, with that much firepower, there's no reason we shouldn't beat our Cup Snake at the, uh, at the Saints game. We're going to need someone to measure that thing. Yeah, I think they're prepared because I think they're talking about how we're going to bring it up onto the concourse and everything. We're going to find a way. It's right. going to happen. Well, we're, we're Beer Snake engineers, Jake. But for those who also want to hear more about it, we did record an episode of It's a Bit, our podcast, um, in the penalty box at the X. When no one else is there, you can just go to our socials and find It's a Bit or just search it anywhere on your podcast platforms. We were actually in the penalty box with the two guys from the wild who initiated the whole idea. And we talked about what happens behind the scenes because 
The beer snake, that's just the final result. That's just the product. No one sees the work that goes in behind the scenes. So if you want to listen to kind of a how it's made discovery type bit, discovery channel bit, then listen to that episode. I think I called it bit in a box because we were literally live from the penalty box. It was the best place to ever podcast. I don't think and, and a lot of people don't have the privilege to say that they have done a podcast in the box. Now I remember way back in the day, we, we had comments on our TikTok or some social media saying we're want to be, we're want to be podcasters, which didn't make any sense at the time because we are podcasting. We were but, literally making a podcast and we host, and it was hosted on all the major platforms. So, but, but if he meant it from a standpoint is that we weren't that big or we weren't doing anything fantastic as podcasters. Well, we became, well, we, we overcame that officially then in that guy's standards when we when we recorded a podcast in the penalty box we are now officially podcasters overall if that's the stamp we did it, a stamp of approval or we needed that we did a podcast in a pen, damn penalty box right so we're now that we're, we're done we're, we're right. podcasters now officially you can't yep. you can't just you can't question it now right 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 totally adds to our credibility but let's get into our signature segment here on it's a bit radio called bit of the week where we just go over Kind of our funny or relatable moment in life, Jake. I'll let you start first with uh, your bit for this radio episode. So I'm going to go with the neutral fan bit. Also, maybe maybe referred to as the fairweather fan bit, kind of. But I'm going to go more so with the neutral fan bit. You know, it's when you cheer on one particular team in any particular sport, but are wearing nothing even remotely close, closely resembling anything to what the team wears. Meaning you're not wearing a jersey of the team you're cheering for, you're not wearing a sweatshirt. You're not wearing a t-shirt. You're not wearing a hat. You're not even wearing any neutral clothing from a neutral brand that is even closely resembles the color of the team you're cheering for. And for some reason you're cheering for them makes absolutely no sense. You, I, I bring this up because I was at last Sunday night's Vikings game. That was uh, my eyes. I wanted to peel, you know, kind of uh, pry my eyes out after that. Uh, an unfortunate game of a, a fortunate game of events there but i was back at that game at u.s bank stadium against the cowboys ton of dallas fans but i saw a few people wearing random jerseys cheering on even the vikings or 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 the cowboys but most most particular of all to be specific there was a guy sitting in front of me wearing like this black north face jacket jeans and a san francisco giants hat and was going ballistic, berserk every time the Cowboys scored, made a big play, was like was like clapping almost in Vikings fans' faces when Cowboys made a big play and stuff. You know all that all that stuff to be a belligerent, yeah. crazy fan when fans feud against each other. But I'm like, this guy has no right. He's he's being an annoying, you know, sob over here. You know, you're wearing a, if he if he was saying if like if he started giving me crap for whatever reason which I didn't get in any altercation because I'm a mature human being unlike a lot of the Cowboys fans but anyway if he would have said something something I'd been like dude sit down you're wearing a San Francisco Giants hat and you see people all over the place that are cheering for a team I don't know if they're just a last second bandwagon fan or the Fairweather fans that don't really follow them but for some reason they they go ballistic when they cheer for them don't even wear the jersey or anything. I would say it's different from bandwagon fans because bandwagon fans actually deck themselves out. They'll they'll pay five hundred thousand yeah, dollars. Yeah, they'll they'll pay mo- they'll pay money ahead of time for it. Yes, but a neutral fan, like what what are you doing? You're cheering for, but you're wearing the most neutral clothing on the face on the planet, and you're doing it in, in a essentially you're cheering well, for the team that, that is on the road. 
makes that no sense, sense to me. That bit always brings me back to like whenever the Vikings are away, there's always a guy at the game wearing a Packers jersey. Like the game, it'll be like the Vic. I think it was Vikings at Cincinnati. Someone tweeted like, "There's always one," and there's just a dude wearing his Packers jersey in the middle of the crowd. And it's like, how, how, uh, cool. how much real estate does the Vikings own in your head that you have to wear that jersey? Like if someone invites you a game, like I've never, I've never gotten an invite to a game for two teams I like I don't watch or I don't like and have been like I'm going to wear my favorite team's jersey mm. like I'm a Colts fan and I got invited to exam for example I got invited to the uh Vikings Seahawks game and I did not I wore like my wild sweatshirt which I believe was neutral I didn't wear mm. like my Colts jersey cuz that just doesn't make sense the Colts aren't freaking playing so mm-hmm. I I totally agree with you on that one that one is just bananas yeah it it it's people wanting attention, especially those people that wear a Jersey that like, right. if you're visiting a stadium, great. Like I'd like to visit, I would love to go to a, a random game. It'd be weird, but I'm not going to wear my Kirk cousins Jersey unless I do a Kirk cousins bit. That's another thing, but it'd still be look weird to other people. Obviously it's right. like, you don't, it makes no sense. It, it's like, what are you want attention or something? Do you have that big of an ego or do you, you're lacking attention in life or something? Or you're right. the popular kid in high school. You lost it. Didn't realize you peaked in high school. And now you're trying to find ways to kind of get that feeling back by wearing. Oh yeah. Let's go wear random jerseys at random games. Cause then I'll be looked at differently. Or that's where I can get my attention that I lost from high school. I, I don't get it. It makes absolutely yeah. no sense to me. Yeah. Another, another thing that I don't get changing gears to my bit is a uh, box elder bugs. So my bet is the uh, box elder season, which officially ends after Halloween, but is before Thanksgiving. It's when these freaking little bugs with like a black V pattern on their back, just appear out of nowhere. Like, I don't know where they go during the summer. I don't know where they go in the winter, but in the fall and the spring, these things are everywhere. And in my parents' basement where I'm currently staying until we move into the 10 K house in a few days here, they, they've like they've like invaded my workstation. There were probably a hundred bugs on either side of my desk, and it got to the point where they were like flying all over my computer. And it was like enough is enough. Like I, I felt like they were, and they don't move. Like I, I think when they're inside a house, they're either dead or they're very slow creatures. But either way, there was a whole pile of them waiting outside. So. In, in my smart perspective, what I did was I vacuumed them all up today because I thought they were going to pull some World War Z kind of stuff and they were going to like pile together and turn into a hand and choke me out in my sleep to try to take over the house. So what I did today to combat the box elder bit, I pulled out the vacuum. I vacuumed all of them up, but I let one of the bugs slip back outside to go tell all the other box elders what they just saw. What they witnessed so they don't do it again. Yeah, it's like for years to come. Like, uh, uh, like the Romans when they when they just uh, bulldoze another army, they leave one guy alive to run away and go tell the rest of the army, like, "Hey, you don't mess with those guys." That was basically me with the vacuum cleaner against the the army of box elders. So, um, you're welcome, human race. We we reign supreme on the top of the food chain thanks to modern technology and vacuum cleaners. But there was an opportunity for box elders to take over. I know they were plotting, so I did something about it today. But I had to mention it because those bugs, everyone knows what they are. Everyone hates them. They serve no purpose on planet Earth. For people who believe that we shouldn't we shouldn't kill bugs, or I don't know, if PETA, does PETA support bugs? They probably support bugs. Probably. Oh, yeah. But I'm sorry. You tell me what purpose box elder bugs serve other than just annoying the crap out of everybody, and I'll listen. 
Yeah, it makes absolutely no sense. And it, it seems to always happen, at least here in the Midwest, specifically Minnesota, yeah. every year around this time. I think a little bit in the spring sometimes, like right before winter and then right after it. They're just all over the place. They're covering windows and everything like it's a it's a damn horror movie. Yeah. I fortunately so Yeah. I was just Bad. gonna say so folks, don't don't let box elders take over. I would vacuum them up before they try to kill you. But folks, that's it for a bit of the week. We're going to take a really quick commercial here. We'll be right back with our second segment. We're going to draft the worst days of the year. And we have our Kurt Cousins in studio with us uh, for a little quick interview. But you're listening to It's Bit Radio presented by 10,000 Takes on the fan. Alrighty, everyone, welcome back to It's a Bit Radio, presented by 10,000 Takes on KFAN. We just read through our bits of the week, but if you just got here, uh, no problem. We got drafting the worst days of the year coming up like it's an NFL draft, and then after another commercial break, we're going to bring in our Kirk Cousins for a mock Kirk Cousins interview. But first, let's uh, let's draft the worst days of the year. We got JJ doing our classic NFL draft uh, buzzer ding, and uh, Jake, let's kick it off with the number one pick. I guess that's me, huh? Yep. No yep. All right. Yeah. Let's go. All right. Dun, 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 dun. With the first overall pick in the worst day's draft, Bossman selects. Uh, I have the day after Christmas. Um, Christmas is like a super fun time, you know, basically from, well, now after Halloween, unfortunately. I think it should be after Thanksgiving, but. It's just, you know, like the snow starts falling. It's getting a little cooler out. We get, you know, hockey's back. We'll get to start skating again. Um, it, it's officially the cool part of winter, and we have a whole month to just basically dress up in ugly sweaters and just get trashed. So I love Christmas season. I do love the season of giving. I love being around family and friends and having a reason to celebrate. But when all of that's over, not only do you realize that basically the best part of winter's over and that you have to go in to like three months of depression but what's what's really worse is knowing that there's nothing else to look forward to like other than the super bowl there's nothing good that happens in january in that nfl playoffs february the super bowl is the only good thing that happens uh march is march madness but there's just like there's just nothing it's just the abyss and it's cold so like once christmas is over that's really the beginning of the end uh until spring happens it's the uh it's the it's the uh, abyss. Bleep. bleep. Can I not say that? Oh, my bad. It's a bleep. Right. You heard a bleep. I bleeped you. I had you on you hot button, just like they had us on at uh, the state fair. They had hot button guy ready. I, I was ready. Uh, but, yep. yeah. well, no, I, Chris, abyss. I think universally it sucks. It sucks for adults because we're probably hung over and realizing that we're slipping into the worst time of the year and it sucks for kids because now they have to wait a whole nother year to open up presents. So, you know, I think that's something we mm-hmm. can all agree on, but uh, Jake, all right, you got the number two pick. Yep. Ding, 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 With the second overall pick in the worst stage draft, JJ myself selects spring forward day. Whenever day it is, we do spring forward <laughs> to bump our clubs up another hour. I think it usually falls around March 13th, March 14th every year. I don't know if it's the same day every year. Don't quote me on that. It's the day we have to bump forward. We lose an hour of sleep. We're we were because we have fall back coming up here. I think where we 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 gain an hour back, 
But then when we have to go forward, we get used to that that time and just be having to lose that that hour. It sucks. It, it, it almost screws up your whole day. Like you're in the twilight zone the next day. Like what? It should be this time, but it's this time. And you feel like you lose sleep and it's just, it's, it's, it's a so joke. Of your, yeah. Why wasn't that a thing in like the 1800s? Like, why do we still honor it? I it, don't know. I think it, it had something to do with the, uh, the trains or something. I, I don't know. It, it, it reminds me of how, well, the trains is for, is why time zones exist. Um, but this is, this is like, I think daylight savings is for farmers. So they get an extra hour in the morning, but what about people who farm at night? Do they ever think about those people? They're farmers. Yeah, we have lights on vehicles now, people. Okay, on tractors. They can yeah. farm at night. We're fine. You know, I, I think one day the human race will decide that this is silly and we don't need to do it anymore. I'd imagine it's a similar timeline from when we realized maybe making children rulers of, like, entire kingdoms was a bad thing back in the 1500s. They're like, yeah, this whole heir to the throne thing works until, like, uh, there's like a three-year-old kid and like her dad dies, gets killed in the war. And then she has to like take over. Like remember like when we used to allow children to just reign as like leaders mm-hmm. of like eight-year-old territories. Yeah. Like eight-year-old kids. It's like, maybe we'll realize the same thing with daylight savings. Hey, this is unnecessary. It's 2021. We don't need to do that anymore. Maybe back then it made sense. Doesn't make sense anymore. Now let's just get rid of it. If I was an eight, if I was eight years old and was running a country at the rate, I, how like, like not violently minded I was, but like, you know, you're into like all the guns and war and all that. Like I would yeah, purposely create everybody. wars. I'd want to fight everybody. I'd want to kill random people, just see them die. I don't know. I'm eight years old. I don't, I don't know that value of, of life yet. I guess I, 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 if you put me in charge of an entire country, I don't know what I'm doing. And I can't even imagine what they did in the 1500s when like humanity was a lot more, you know, barbaric. It's like, yeah, well, they probably, crazy. they probably invested all their resources into mining for ice cream, but all right, uh, let's go yeah. with number three pick, which is me. All right. Dun, 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 dun. With the third overall pick in the worst stage draft, boss man selects. Uh, I have groundhog day. <laughs> it's, it's, just, it's, it's a scam. Pointless. It's false yeah. hope. It, for those of you who actually tune into Groundhog Day and like you take it as a frame of reference for how you feel about upcoming spring, you're just gullible, man. The day is the day is a scam. It's a big scam. It's a bigger scam than uh, all of those protein shake pyramid schemes. It's 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 worse than that. The groundhog is the biggest Ponzi schemer of all time. That the whole day just it's no no let's let's stop with that too. <laughs> it's like it's like uh, Santa Claus. Uh, well, I hope there's no kids listening in, but you know, scam, you know, groundhog. I remember like as a kid, like I would legitimately be like asking my mom when I was really young, like was the groundhog seen yet? Because right. I would want summer to I would want summer to come, you know. Well, and especially I was gonna say joke. for me. Growing up, like, golfing all the time, I wanted to play golf as early as I can because they get sick of sitting inside all winter, especially as a kid who didn't do anything in the winter. So, like, when I heard that the groundhog saw a shadow, I'm like, hey, maybe I might be golfing in March. But then I wouldn't be playing until no. May because there'd be a freaking snowstorm in late April. So, yeah, let's cancel Groundhog Day 2. There's just no reason to get people excited for no reason. 
Yeah, they because they say six weeks and then winter's done, but it's like in February. It's like, uh, no, it's gonna happen. Winter's gonna happen for another twelve weeks in this state. It's gonna be there's gonna be a snowstorm in May, and it's just it gives people false hope. It's it's a joke. It's it's a terrible day, especially people in the Midwest. I know people What's like the true difference I don't know if anybody. Yeah. What's the true difference between a groundhog, a gopher, a badger? Or a uh, chipmunk. They're all, it's all got to be the same thing, right? Like, why Why isn't it like if the gopher sees a shadow? Like, he has a shadow. He lives in the ground. I don't know, man. These are questions that need to be asked. Well, first off, badgers are are uh, are, are, are jerks. So, uh, yeah, they, they, they're out we're, of the conversation. Not, not they don't deserve a day. About animals, but those animals suck, too. So mm-hmm. They'll suck. But no, I don't think there's any difference. It just the, the 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 day if you think about it makes no sense. And there are still adults that get hyped about it, talk about it, and like it's brought up. Like why? This isn't. I'll bring up this. Dude, this goes back to the same concept we just talked about. Why are we? Why do we think it's 2021? Are we still relying on an animal to tell us when spring's coming? That makes no sense. They did this uh, maybe in the 1800s. It's a bit radio, didn't have we're, technology we're, the, we're we're drafting the worst days of the year here on It's a Bit Radio, presented by the fan. Uh, I just gave my third pick, which is Groundhog's Day, and JJ is about to give the fourth pick. So uh, JJ, what do you got? Worst days of the year draft. Dun, 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 dun. With the fourth overall pick in the worst days draft, JJ, myself, uh, myself selects. Black Friday. Black Friday. Makes absolutely no sense to me. It's uh they're running they're running deals that you know they probably run will run during the Christmas season anyway, throughout a few weeks rather than just one night. People line up. It creates a complete disaster and circus at our stores. Well, Jake, it, it, it's it's Black Thursday afternoon now. It's it, like I was gonna say like, hey. Hey, screw your holiday. Here's my corporation that's going to help you save hundreds of dollars in your Christmas presents, even though we're still going to profit from it because, you know, capitalism. Right, right. I mean, these businesses have every right to do it, but I, I it's more of the stupidity of the people rather than the the businesses. The businesses have every right to do this if they want to open at two o'clock oh, yeah. in the afternoon. They could run a sa- they could run a sale in the middle of July if they wanted to. Exactly. They it, 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 before we know it, they're going to be op- They're just going to be open on Thanksgiving, and whatever. Yeah, yeah. But, no, it's, it's people are going to line up at midnight on Thanksgiving, and then everyone's going to be crabby and tired for Thanksgiving dinner, and it's going to ruin the entire holiday. Exactly. That's we what keep I'm saying. opening stores earlier and earlier now. The, the the idea of how serious people take it is ruining the holiday. They're leaving early. They're not celebrating Thanksgiving with their families. They're going. They're going. They're literally going and smacking people over the head over a over a freaking PlayStation at Target. Like this isn't a big deal, and you're maybe saving fifty dollars. Calm, calm down. You can get this TV in a couple months, probably for the same price. Like I, I, I went, I did Black Friday like one time in like high school or something. I forgot what I wanted to get. I wanted to get like uh, the new Xbox that came out or something. Uh, whatever. I don't know if it's the new Xbox One, but I'm like, I'm never doing this again. This was. This is terrible. Like you're waiting in line and like yep. there people are like animals and they're going all over the place. And it's just, it, it creates a disaster. And then I think it creates a kind of a loophole in our Thanksgiving holidays by 
taking family people away from their families and ruining the idea of Thanksgiving, which it should be one day to your families and yourself, eating food, talking amongst yourself, arguing about politics, whatever it may be, and watching football. And 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 quite frankly, the you know having this Black Friday just creates a complete disaster, and it makes. It makes no sense when they call it Black Friday, but it is really dipped over into Thursday on Thanksgiving. So it makes doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. All right, uh, me with the number five pick. Five, five, yes. Dun, 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 dun. With the fifth overall pick in the worst stage draft, Bossman selects your birthday after and after the age of twenty one. So. I hate when I turn the year now on a new number because that means I'm getting older and I'm one step closer to my coffin. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. It doesn't, because I mean, you hit that peak of like essentially being. You can oh, do whatever you want in life after I think 24, you can rent a car. Mm-hmm. And then after 24, that's really it. I mean, the next closest age is 60, whatever, when you qualify for social security. But at that point, you probably already have your coffin picked out. So, you know. Yeah. And we're not going to have social Birthdays just suck and no one's ha- – I mean, it is cool because it gives you a reason to – like it's just – it's different than every other day. But I kind of want them to take longer now. Like I, as a kid, you know, your birthday used to be a day you look forward to. And now I look forward to it day that's not my birthday because that means that my age isn't changing. You know what would make those days better if you get the blow-up balloon numbers – and take a million pictures of it. It automatically makes your age important. Yes. People, people will care more if you do that. I heard. And it makes it more fun. Or, or if you share every single time someone tags you on Instagram, if you repost that to your story every single time. So if you're a popular person and you have a hundred reposts, then everyone knows that you, you must, you must be a popular person. You must be doing well for yourself. Yeah, you must be wealthy or well off, popular, cool, whatever it may be. It's just, I guess it's the way to go to make make your birthdays more enjoyable these days. Because you see all the people in their late 20s doing it. Like, okay, it's a number in balloons. Mainly the white women. But I've seen some dudes do some stuff. But, uh... Well, you know, animals for their pets. When they do the blow-up numbers for pets, I'm like, dang. Oh. That's commitment. Better that though this is, than, than neglecting your pets. So we'll give people credit who do the balloon so, thing. But some people look look at that and they say, "Is there a button to restart humanity?" Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. I don't want right. to. Uh, okay, I like. We pets, got a minute but... left, so we got time for one final pick. So JJ All cap right. us off in the twenty twenty one worst days draft on uh, round yep. round six. Yep. Dun, 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 dun. With the sixth and final pick of the worst days draft. My, myself, JJ selects. There's a few I can choose from here, but I'm going to go up the day after 4th of July. 4th of July yeah. is the one of the best days. You party. It's it's one of the, those big holidays that's right during the a good time of the year for everybody around the world. It's specifically nice weather, usually up here in the Midwest. But you go completely off your wagon, hard, drinking, smoking, whatever you do, allegedly. And it's also hot, so you get even more dehydrated. You're usually out in the lake getting all that sun. The next day, you're not only hungover, but you're sunburnt. You're out of it. You're dehydrated. You feel like you're literally going to die. You could probably check yourself into an ER, uh, but it's it's not a good day. And sometimes you even have to go back to work. And it's 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 a mess. It's a disaster. Worst one of the worst days. 
It's tough and it really does mark the end of summer events or summer holidays mm-hmm. because the next one to look forward to is Labor Day. And then Labor Day is basically a transition into fall. So the 4th of July is really like, wow, where has summer gone? Uh, and it's really just a time machine to August, which in my opinion is like the worst month. One of them. So this is the end. Yeah. Yep. Forget the 4th of July, but this- <laughs> All right, folks. Well, that was our 2021 worst draft or uh, worst day of the year draft. Stick around after commercial. We're going to bring on our Kirk Cousins, do our mock Kirk Cousins interview, and uh, ask him some questions about where the team is at. So you're listening to It's a Bit Radio presented by 10,000 Takes on the fan. Welcome back to It's a Bit Radio presented by 10,000 Takes on the Fan. We've already done our bits of the week and the 2021 Worst Days of the Year draft. But no worries. We've got one left of the show. We have an interview with our Kirk Cousins. Uh, Kirk is in on the the, uh, the stream yard with us. Kirk, thank you so much for joining. I know that the team has been a bit of turmoil and, and things are probably crazy there in uh, in Minneapolis. You know, first off, boss man, I just want to say it's a it's an absolute pleasure uh, um, to allow me to come on here. It's just a godsend that I'm able to come out here and, and use my voice and my God given right to discuss things on air live. Uh, you know, especially what 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 did occur over this past week. Uh, you know, not going well here. Uh, Zimmer got a little upset, I should say, after that game. There may have been some altercations. Um, I never saw his face get that red. I almost called nine one one, but uh, all is all is good. I think we're just prepping, and we're we're still remaining positive, despite the uh, absolute uh, circus or whatever you want to call it occurred on on Sunday. But you know, it's a there's a combination of things that is happening right now. But uh, it's uh, it's all good. Yeah, yeah. So you guys have a obviously a pretty pivotal game coming up. You play Baltimore. Um, would you think about working in uh, maybe eating a lot of Mexican food before the game so that you purposely poop your pants on the field like Lamar Jackson? Because it seems to work for him in that stadium. You know, I've, I've, I've thought about it. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan of Mexican food. You know, I love my steaks. Uh, but, it, you know, if there's a way for me to be able to down a bunch of steaks and a lot of milk, I know milk can contribute to that. Uh, you know, I, I just feel like, you know, something to give me a little boost of energy. I think I can outrun Lamar Jackson. Uh, you know, I'm not very scared by his presence on the field. I know that with God behind me, I can, I can outman him, but, uh, you know, that Mexican food, I, I, you know, I don't think that actually do it for me. I think if coach Zim brought in some cupcakes for the team, not only would it boost morale, it might also contribute to maybe something with that, uh, and give us all a little bit of a boost on the field. Uh, maybe there's something to that with Lamar Jackson and, and, uh, doing a number two in your pants. I, I don't know if that actually has contributed to his success or not, but you know, it's definitely something that we, it might be worth experimenting at this point, uh, way the, the way the season's going. So, uh, in a press conference the other day, Adam Thielen, uh, your wide receiver said, quote unquote, if you're not frustrated right now, and you shouldn't be on this team or there's something wrong with you. 
Uh, would you say that you're frustrated? And if you are not, do you think that contributes to your, your part on the team? I wouldn't say I'm frustrated. Uh, you know, I'm always just remaining positive, having a good time. As long as I have, you know, a, a, a frozen leftover uh, large pizza from Pizza Ranch at, at the freezer when I get home and Julie's cooking it, I, uh, you know, I can't be I can't be too mad after I get home from a game uh, and just a glass of milk. And that's what I had Sunday night. You know, God bless my wife for being able to cook up that pizza and uh, giving me some milk. Because, uh, you know, it didn't help me. By Monday, I was perked up. I was ready to go. A lot of people were questioning why I was so positive there on Monday. You know, i I'd be honest, you know, the frustration is there. But when I, I can't, I can't let it, I can't let that go. If I have some of the pizza and from pizza ranch and some cactus bread, you know, it, it perks me up. It gets me through the week. And, uh, you know, I, I just say to Adam, you know, I understand you. I get it. Uh, you're one of my brothers. But uh, I just I'd sit down and have a slice of pizza with me, man. After a game like that, we can talk it through uh, because it's probably a healthier way to go than going to the bottle or the drink. If some players do that, but uh, can't say I'm too frustrated. I, I, I have a full stomach at this point in the week, and uh, I'm ready to go. Yeah, uh, Kirk. Obviously, Mike Zimmer's been on the hot seat, your coach, this week. Uh, just around a lot of things, especially his clock management. Um, does it frustrate you when you're out on the field, you know, thinking about yugging up a Hail Mary uh, and just letting Jesus take the wheel, especially a reference that you would appreciate? Um, and uh, is it frustrating when Zimmer kind of limits that power by poor clock management? You know, I I, I, I trust I cr- trust Coach Zim in everything I do. Uh, you know, he is he is my coach. Uh, so I, I, I do trust in him, but there's a couple times I just want to go full Kirk. Uh, as, as some have said, Kirk off. Uh, I, I like to Kirk off out there at some points, but I do feel a little restricted at some points under some of that management. Uh, but I was under the assumption that he controls that. I respect that. You know, he is the man of, I would say, of the hour. He is the coach. He's out there standing on the sideline with now a good eye, two good, two good eyes. So I should trust his, his judgment out there. But quite frankly, I don't feel like I can actually get a throw off in a lot of in a lot of situations because of a combination of factors, because the offensive line doesn't hold up. They give me maybe a millisecond to throw the football or uh, some fans yelling that I suck and this is all my fault and I, I, I lose focus. And uh, I just I can't I can't really wing one up even with this, even if I wanted to. Uh, but uh you know, coach, I, I'll be, I'll, I'll level with you. I, you know, I really shouldn't be saying this on air, but uh, coach Jim has kind of pissed me off the last couple of weeks uh, with the cock management. And, you know, it, it's, it's been driving me a little crazy. You know, I wanted to call that timeout, but he's like, no, you're, you're, you're no Aaron Rodgers. And I, I took that personally a little bit because, you know, I think we're all Aaron Rodgers. We're all quarterbacks. We're all, we're all children of God. So I feel like, I believe I am Aaron Rodgers, if not better. So I feel like I should, you know, have my wheel. I should take the wheel because I know Jesus has taken the well through me, wheel through me. So it has pissed me off a little bit under that some of those clock management skills. I, I don't know if he his uh, his model girlfriend isn't satisfying him enough in the in the bedroom or what, but uh, it's 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 driving me a little crazy. Uh, or maybe it's because he got vaccinated. I don't know. Yeah, um, 
You guys are listening to It's a Bit Radio, presented by 10,000 Takes on the Fan. We're here with our Kirk Cousins doing a little doing a little interview here. Uh, Kirk, another question. This one is more – this is related to football, but more outside of the Vikings, more in our local Minnesota community. Uh, the University of Minnesota just extended the contract of onside kicking coach Mike Hawk. Uh, what are your thoughts on that contract extension, and do you think we should see this – coaching structure of an onside kicking coach translate to the NFL because that might be able to help the Vikings in all these tight games they find themselves in. Yeah. You know, uh, since I've come to the cities, I've actually become good friends with coach Hawk. Uh, I respect him a lot. Uh, he is, he's a good football mind. He's a, he's a smart guy. And, uh, you know, I really do look up to him as some sort of mentor. <laughs> In a lot of senses, uh, of course, uh, I don't let the name get to me so much, but he, I look up to him as kind of a mentor and, uh, you know, I wouldn't be shocked. God forbid, you know, I respect my, coach Zim, but if you were to get let go, I would not be shocked if you see coach Mike Hawk on a short list around the media for potential, a potential replacement hire for coach Hawk. So I, I respect BJ Fleck as well, bro, the boat, but I think a lot of that team success does revolve around coach Mike Hawk. He brings an awesome presence. We kind of need that, um, you know, with the, with the Vikings. I think we need some sort of that onside kicking presence, a guy who's not necessarily on the sideline, but is emitting energy, you know, to the team like a coach Hawk does. Like I said, I look up to him and, uh, good friends with him. He's been over, over for dinner a couple nights and, uh, He's a, he's a good guy, and uh, we, we do need a little bit of that energy around. We need a little bit of that onside kicking uh, presence and specialist on our on our sideline and get that energy going because, you know, we really do, I think, lack that energy and that consistency on game days. Yeah. Um, kind of along the same lines uh, with, with coaching, do you think if you guys don't win this week, uh, Mike, Zimmer, Mike Zimmer's gone? It's a tough question, I know. You know, uh, it's a combination of things uh, or factors or factoids or suggestions or concerns. It's a combination of a wide variety of of things that come out about this. Uh, it's not for me to say, but, uh, you know, if we get her, you know, if we get our butts kicked and, um, you know, in, in a similar sense and just can't, can't, can't figure anything out, can't figure out Lamar Jackson and, you know, I can't go out there and just be me and just go out there and let loose or, or get turned, as some of the kids would say. I want to get a little bit more elusive out in the field. And if I don't feel like I'm allowed to do that out there and we do come up on the short end of the stick, you know, I wouldn't be shocked if uh, Coach Zim does get let go. But that's up to the Ziggy Wilf and, uh, you know, and, and all of them. And I respect them. Uh, but, you know, it's a combination of things, I think, that that play a factor into that. Um, you know, it just, it all depends too. If, if, if Zimmer drinks his milk for the game, uh, comes out, if he's being satisfied, like I said, by his model girlfriend, uh, we'll have to see what happens. Um, but, uh, you know, it's really hard for me to say, but I am getting a little, I'm getting a little, uh, angry. You might see a little angry Kirk come out here in the coming weeks, but, uh, we're going to try to turn this around. Yeah. What, uh, there are there any other players specifically who have been a little more upset by by the recent performance? I know Thielen voices frustrations during the press conference, but have you found that any other players, at least in the locker room, have kind of stirred up the pot around around uh, around all the losing? 
You know, I, I try to tune it out. You know, I, I really don't talk to anybody uh, after the games, especially even if we win. I like to kind of tune that out and kind of don't want to get in a conversation with another player to potentially ruin that mindset. Uh, but I will say, uh, I don't think uh, uh, some of the players have taken it very, very lightly of what, what is what has occurred. I will say the punter, I, I forgot his name. I should know who it is because he's my punter. Uh, he, he started kicking footballs in the locker room uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, just, just setting up on tees and just lighting it off like uh, don't know why. Um, he said he was just practicing, but he said in a very loud uh, in a kind of derogatory way. So I think he was a little upset. Uh, so I would say he hasn't been taking it very lightly in what's been occurring here. Uh, it's a little surprising. It's a special teams guy, but the punter uh, hasn't been doing very well with it. Um, I think he's probably the most frustrated of, of them all. If I could say that um, they really should bring him out at a presser after some games uh, just for the sake of, of hearing his concerns. Cause he was completely just, drilling balls in the in the locker in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, that's what she said. Kirk, one last question before we uh before we let you go. Uh as we as we enter the November season, what's your favorite part about this month? You know, uh I I, I probably should say football and, and 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 focusing week by week, but screw all that. You know, it's Thanksgiving. Love stuff in my face full of, of turkey and and some of that goodness that, that Julie cooks up for me. Uh, it's just, it's, it's a pleasure to be, be a part of that and just down some gravy, uh, put, put your face, you know, fill your face full of food and, uh, you know, drink some milk and, you know, just drive around in my van and also drive around in my van to neighborhoods that are less fortunate than us and hand out turkeys. Uh, you know, I love doing that. And they're actually not already cooked turkeys. They're, they're dead turkeys that were just recently hunted, but we, we believe that the people will be able to cook them themselves, pluck them, have a good time. So I guess that that's what I'm most looking forward to in this November months. But of course, the politically correct answer, I should say the PC answer is a quarterback for the Vikings, just taking it week by week and playing football and, and trying to bring a Super Bowl to this state. But it's, it's, it's a combination of a few things in November that make this a, a great month. Yeah, well, Kirk, uh, we're out of time, unfortunately, but thank you so much for for joining us on, on It's a Bit Radio, and uh, good luck this week against the the Ravens. You guys are going to need it. I appreciate it. God bless, Kirk Cousins. All right, folks. Well, that just about does it for this episode of It's a Bit Radio, presented by Ten Thousand Takes on the Fan. You can find everything we do. You go on the internet and search Ten K Takes MN dot com to read all of our blogs. We post daily blogs. They're hilarious. There's a shop there too. And on that website, there is a link to buy your tickets for the Cup Snake on November 30th. Tickets are selling out fast. We've already sold out four sections, so you're not going to want to miss that. You can also find us anywhere on social media by searching 10,000 Takes on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, everywhere else, YouTube. And finally, just listen to some of our other uh, our, our other podcasts. You just search uh, 10,000 Takes or there's 10K MMA for you MMA folks. There is Minnesota Rundown that features our very own JJ talking to local sports journalists about the Minnesota sports scene. We have Third and Forever hitting on everything NFL, as well as Wild Takes just to celebrate the uh, the awesome uh, Minnesota Wild team we got going. So you can search anything we do just by looking us up, 10,000 Takes. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of It's a Bit Radio presented by 10,000 Takes, and we'll see you later.